Every time I see Anthony in like one of his heavy metal T-shirts, which he wears often, do we see that? Anthony's T-shirt. What, is, what does that say? Uh, this is Ice Nine Kills. That's a heavy metal band, right? Yeah. They're, they're like, I about. feel like I've gone back in time because when I was a teenager in the 80s, like, I heavy, that was when, wasn't that the heyday of heavy metal, like the 80s? That was hair metal, hair, stuff like that. Yeah. Right. And like, I, I feel like half the kids in my school would be wearing like shirts like that. Yeah. And I never see anybody wear them well, anymore. Look, they, you are breaking the mold. You're going to old school. Going Band t-shirts are really the only thing I own, but that's it. All right. Hey, by the way, you can't yeah. like you know Anthony definitely looks like he's in a mosh pit somewhere. Yeah, that's true. Uh, oh yeah. That that under that that underbelly culture of hair bands and metal band. By the way, you can't play none of that that crap no more. You can't play none of that. Listen, if you wanna, if you hey, if you ever noticed this, if you at a party and it's mixed people around, you can't play rock. You can't play country. What can you play? hip-hop that's it why gee i'm gonna take you to a cleveland emo night one of these nights it's a very mixed crowd there i'll show you why can't you why you can you only play rap in a mixed crowd if nobody's trying to like you can't do you have you ever heard easy listening metal ain't no easy like you what is easy listening rap yeah will smith (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah, the stick, uh, they play uh, chameleonaire. Get jiggy with it. Get jiggy with it. Get jiggy with it. It's so easy listening. They make him do this. Move this. What happened to the arms? Let me do. Should I do a little white man overbite for you? Oh. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh, listen, that's what that's painful. That's why I try not to go to weddings where I'm the only black person. there. <laughs> I don't like it, but I got a lot of black colleagues. So white colleagues, so I got to go. And then you just listen in a return of the oh Mac. Oh, my God. California love. <laughs> do, 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 do. Stop, jump around, stop. jump around, jump oh up, my jump God. up again, and, down. And then they look at you, aren't we having so much fun? <laughs> no, we're not. Your bridesmaids are huge. <laughs> I don't want to hook up with them and you have only beer. You, like, don't have that, only my, beer? By the way, that I can't remi- get loose to that. That reminds me of um, the, um, what do you call it, uh, the bridesmaids. So I was at a wedding years ago. Mm-hmm. All right, my shout out to my friend Ed. It was his wedding. This was in New Jersey, probably I don't know, twenty years ago, give or take. Mm-hmm. And so you know how they throw the the bride throws the bouquet, and then one of the bridesmaids or somebody catches it, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then they throw the the garter, uh, the garter yeah. and then the guy who catches it gets to put it on the leg of yeah. the girl who caught the, the flowers. Yeah. So, I heard that part. You don't know that? No, we don't got that where I come what? from. No. I, I, was, I wish that I a white person the, thing? That might yeah. be a white person. I, 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 I wish I could have did Put like, that. You would have loved that. Yeah. You loved that. Put this in the chat. Is that a white person thing only? Is that a white person thing? Yeah. Uh, so, okay. So, this Ask happens. So, so, I'm at my friend's Ed, Ed's wedding, and his sister-in-law catches the bouquet. Okay? Now, his sister-in-law was, like, absurdly smoking hot. Like, it was... It was ridiculous how hot this girl was. Oh, like like you, it's so hot that it's uncomfortable. It was uncomfortable. To talk around. <laughs> uncomfortable I, hot is kind of messed up. I don't like that. Like, like I just basically wanted to drool when I was around. <laughs> that was it. It was completely inappropriate, okay? So this girl is, like, ridiculously hot. At the time, you know, I was probably, like, 30, <laughs> so whatever. You were, you were she still... was, like, 23. Oh. Like, ridiculous. It was ridiculous. 
So one versus eight. So so they go to throw the garter, and I see the other guys, and I'm like, this is a shady looking bunch here. And I just turned to the group of guys and I said, that's my garter. <laughs> and the guys start, a couple of guys started laughing like I was joking around. And I said, no, no, no. <laughs> that's my guard. I am getting, okay, they threw it up. I'm throwing elbows. I got the freaking guard, baby. Hey, so and hold on. I got us. I want film work of this. So, so what did yeah. the, so, so the girl, what did she do? She got, so what happens is so how high above the knee did you, you go? Slide, you start sliding up the garter. Like everybody's watching yep. and you keep going until she stops you. Uh, you go so, above the knee. Now, some some guys, as we all know, are whips. These did, and they just stop at a certain point. Did you? Use I am your, not one of those people. Did you use your teeth? I don't think so. <laughs> I probably should have. That was a failure on my part. I don't think I did. No, I didn't. I'm pretty sure I didn't. Uh, but I was I was not going to stop until she told me to. This like is, I'm not I'm not you know. Like, I, I, the I police was, show up. I, <laughs> assault charges. In this is. I was shooting my shot, baby. This, this I was shooting my shot. I went up that leg as far as I could. Eventually, she stopped me. Now, this is all, listen, apparently, there was Me Too going on during all of these weddings, This was completely legal and appropriate. (laughs) I did nothing. I did nothing. She, you know, she stopped me, and I stopped. Okay? Where did she stop you? At the knee? No, I got to to thigh. Mid-thigh? I got mid-thigh. I got mid-thigh. Oh, this is troubling. So, when I get to mid-thigh, I'm This is troubling. I conned myself into believing that I had a chance with this woman. Oh, listen. Please don't act like don't. Please don't say you had a conversation with her. No shot. <laughs> I I did not nothing. She's a very nice girl. She's married now. All the best <laughs> to her. But I I got nowhere. Hey, this is. I was shot down. Things, but in that moment, I was a star. Things for you, two minutes. Things you can't do because the world changed. That segment. No, was I don't agree with that. Anthony has a you brown bag and is having a I panic attack she, back there. Uh, she stopped me and I, I stopped. There we go. Um, That's part of the deal. Uh, Cavs. Cavs. Uh, How about off. showing up? No, no, come on now. Cavs How about showing off. up a wedding and now G. Bush is trying to get the garter? G. Well, Bush is getting the garter. That's right. Well, well, if the, I didn't so know, now uh, you got to start going to some more white people. I, I didn't know this was going on at white weddings. I didn't know there was a permission slip. <laughs> G, you want to be my plus one to the wedding I'm going to at the end of the month? <laughs> I got to see. Fly North Carolina. With I, I, listen, first of all, that was old G. Bush. I got. <laughs> He's married. I got a whole. He's a married man. I got a whole max loud. deal. <laughs> like I got a max deal, and I got to show up to everything. <laughs> that max deal now. Oh my yeah. god. Well, while we're on the topic, yeah. You said 30 and 23, and we're talking weddings made me think. Yeah. The funniest SNL skit I have ever seen in my life yeah. is Meet Your Future Wife. Have you guys seen that? You got to pull it up. It is like what cast, like years ago? It's, yeah, it's Tina Fey years. Oh, okay. And like these guys show up with their wives, and it's meet your, like their current wives, and it's right. Meet Your Future Wife, oh. and she's like in the fifth grade. Yo, it is yo. hilarious. That's that, creepy. That, I creepy but funny. That starter wife, that is a starter wife skit <laughs> and a half. That'd be ha- that, that is really but real, though. the kicker was like the one guy, and the girl show, she comes out, and she's in college. Yeah. And they're like, okay, well, that's not that bad. And they said, no, she's pregnant with your future <laughs> It is so funny. You've oh got to go. It's God. fantastic. Yeah. I probably the funniest. It's probably the funniest SNL skit I've seen out. in 20 years. Do you used to watch it? No. 
But I, I see like the little clips on, on Yeah, there's occasionally, generally I don't find it funny anymore. Occasionally there's something that funny. That was hilarious. Yeah, who, she was really. Who would have known we would do overtime at uh, 12 10? <laughs> By the way, what are we doing? I'm predicting it today, but. Well, uh, I, I, listen, we'll get to Kevin Love and all the mental health stuff, and that'll be really a cheery topic to pick everybody up. So, we'll, you know, let's, let's I think, here, let, I think the chat might like it. I don't know. Let's check in with them. The, the chat is vibing with the wedding talk, though. They exactly. Uh, the does wedding the chat talk. think I did anything wrong? Do the, does the chat think that's a white people thing only? I, I haven't been in no wedding like weddings. this. Brothers, back me up. Uh, brothers, back me up. There is no, like, first of all. There's no garter catching. We catch? catch that joint, but it ain't like you can't. Ain't no physicality after that. <laughs> Ain't no like, let's get this and put this back on. Like that's it's good luck for the new couple. That's that's every what is it? Every inch above the knee is man, good luck or something. Uh, uh, something I like, like that. that. I've been taught to look. I at gave the, them lots of good luck. <laughs> I've been taught to look at the ground when women talk now, but I don't even be like that's a date. That's a physical like seriously. It, look, see, here's the thing. What yeah. is, what happens if she don't want to stop you? What happens, boo? What happens if she don't put the put the roadblock on? We'll never know. It's twenty something <laughs> years ago. <laughs> like, hey, I, if I've ever done, I, I, I'll put the disclaimer. If I've done anything crazy, if you've known me in another past, I apologize yeah. in, in advance for what I've done because I don't know. Like half of this stuff, I've never done anything in, inappropriate in, in, in college. Not with a girl. College <laughs> in college, everything was inappropriate, all of it. And, and, and you know, we're just we're we're trying to be better people. I caught the garter one time, and it was yeah. an adult woman, and I was a kid. So we had to do like, like I gave her a kiss on the cheek. Like a or kid, something. how old? Like ten. Oh God! And they were like, "Yeah, I ruined everything." But I caught it. Like that so had to be awkward. There was none of that going on. Two, it was, two more yeah. years, you got a whole another different perspective. <laughs> well, Jason might have had a knowing him, he might have had that perspective again. But it was she wasn't gonna have that perspective. That yeah, was not happening. Shouldn't have told you oh. to catch that garter. <laughs> I think I just dislocated my shoulder sitting here. <laughs> I can't even lift my arm. Hey, look, Ow! God don't like oh, ugly. Like <laughs> He's like, shut up. Yeah, that's enough of oh that. Oh, my yeah. God. All right, Anthony, what do you got for us? I just want to remind you guys that yeah, the 12 o'clock hour of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show slash Overtime Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show is brought to you by the Colleague Racing Team, NASCAR, <laughs> your official NASCAR team of Northeast Ohio. So, guys, today we're Beautiful going read, to Eric. talk about Giannis and his <laughs> – I totally missed what you said. Uh, We're going to talk about Giannis and his mental struggles through the bubble and how he talked to Kevin Love and kind of worked it together. And honestly, it's just a really endearing story from Kevin Love. Steve, if you want to take tag board, this is the first quote that ESPN posted yesterday. In 2020, I was ready to walk away from the game. I had that conversation, yes, with the front office. And then he continued to go on and said, everybody, no matter where I am, everybody was watching me. He was referring to the bubble because there was really nothing else going on. I don't think I have the time to turn it off, be myself, kind of just be me. And he admitted that he talked to Kevin Love. I talked to Kevin Love and told him how he inspired me to open up and helped me to be a kind of a better version of myself. And he was literally tearing, tearing up when I was telling him that. He never imagined he would be the one to help me figure this out and cope with all this. Yeah, I mean, listen, when it comes to sports and really the military also, this is a major issue that um, guys are afraid to admit when they're hurting. Mental, mental health is a real problem I mean dealing with mental health issues is a real problem and a lot of times guys in general don't want to acknowledge that there's something wrong that you're depressed that you have anxiety uh, obviously PTSD for people that have been in the military this is a huge problem um, and and uh, players get depressed they have problems 
Kevin Love, as much as we've, you know, I've ripped him for at times his play and said he's not a Hall of Fame or whatever, I couldn't have more respect for the guy for what he did. I mean, what he did putting himself out there like that really opened the door for guys in all these sports to say, hey, you know, I got a problem too. We've seen two players in baseball right now that are on the injured list because they can't they can't handle anxiety right now. So, and I think there's less stigma to it because of Kevin Love. And he had no idea at the time yeah. that it was going to turn into this. I had a conversation with him. We were in San, I think San Antonio. We we're in San Antonio. It was a shoot around in the morning on the road. And I, and I said, like, you realize you're like the face for this now. You're going to be the face for this. He said, no, 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 no. And I'm like, no, I'm telling you, like, this is going to be a thing. Like, you're really putting yourself out there. And I don't think, and we talked about it later on, and I don't think he grasped the enormity of it in the moment. I think it's terrific. Uh, I think it's something at times he wasn't expecting to have to be the, the flag bearer for the mental health um, revelation, I guess yeah. is the best way to put yeah. it. But it's something he's embraced and grasped. And even I, we talk about it like our parents' generation, and I'm obviously older than he is, you don't ever talk about it. Like his because he said, right. my dad, my dad don't ever talk about Stan Love, who played in the yeah. NBA. He's like, you don't ever talk about this stuff. And even I'm 46, even my generation. I, our generation, we're yeah. the same age. I don't think we really know how to deal with it and uh, getting better. Yeah. But for the most part, I think it's the younger generation that is really sort of embracing it. You know, the millennials, Gen Zs, I make fun of them for a lot of things. Yeah. But in this instance, I think they're right in terms of taking care of mental health. Oh, absolutely. And, and, and just this pressure and scrutiny that players yeah. are under today because of social media that guys – you know, our age, our generation that yeah. we grew up watching never had to deal with before. Yeah. It's a it's a thing. Gee, I can't imagine being a kid. Like, think about being a kid right now. Like, <clears throat> if you got picked on in school, and I think schools generally do a better job of trying to not allow kids to get picked on as best they can. I think they do a better job of that than when we were kids. But, like, at least in school, like when we were kids, if you got picked on, if a kid got picked on, it happened in school, it was bad. Uh, but... Now you got home and you got away from it. Yeah, now like it's kids get picked on social media. Yeah. It, it's freaking horrible. I can't well, imagine having to deal with that. We stuff. so we we've basically done um, we've done the last two generations a disservice because what we've essentially done is yes we've raised awareness about mental health issues. My dad. Um, happened to work for the uh, you know mental health department in Summit in, in Summit County and Stark County for years, right? He used to be a case manager. What he used to do is he used to have a, a place where he would have a caseload, and he would help people make sure that they stayed on their medications. He would take visits with them if they didn't have anybody in their area. Um, maybe they needed to find transportation to go to different places, the grocery store. Just being there to make sure that the police, interactions with the police, hey, if a police would show up at an apartment, they would say, hey, call the case manager so that they can, you know, have a right. liaison between them and them and law enforcement. So in this country, we've raised awareness, but at the same time, we've not done what we we're supposed to do. Back in 1980, um, Jimmy Carter put it in play, the Mental Health uh, Systems Act of 1980. Uh, and it was legislation signed by President Carter that provided grants to community health centers, right? So you, there was billions of dollars put into that system. A couple years later, Reagan got in office and he dismantled most of the program. And as of, of today, we continue to dismantle most of the program. If you look at it, Ohio was one of the, the most, uh, the, the, Ohio was one of the major uh, states that cut uh, the most funding 
to mental health in the United States. What a disgrace. So it's the, you know, it's the 15 largest budget cut and it hit uh, the eighth largest cut in dollars of all 50 states during the fiscal 2009 to 2011 year. Now, people don't know, in 2009 to 2011, everywhere in our country, we received massive cuts to the mental health system, right? Ohio, the seventh largest, largest state, cut its general fund for mental health budget by 57.7 million or 11.3% of its total budget. Um, that brought funding down um, for almost $200 million. This happened in, in all different places. So yes, it's important for our athletes to talk about mental health. It's important for us to talk about mental health when it comes to school shootings and people having rifles and things like that. But at some point in time, our generation has to look in the mirror and say, we have to hold our, our elected officials responsible in saying, yes, it's cool for you to say, we need to get our head around. We need to wrap our minds around. We need to bring awareness. Awareness time is over. We need the funding back. Where are the programs? Where are the budgets? Where are the things that you need to do in your community to help mental health, not just talk about mental health as this is talking point. Uh, we've seen it all over the place. And yes, mental health is a thing that we can all sympathize with, but unless we are going to get serious about no. where our tax dollars are going, we will continue to have not only people in high schools, young kids, poor people, rich people, as you see, mental health affects the whole spectrum. So we need to be serious about where our dollars are going so that we can wrap our head around some of this stuff if we really serious about yeah, mental health. Well, you're right. We're not serious about it. Our state is going to do nothing to fix that problem. So that's it's a lost cause, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, but but I, I do think Kevin, if nothing else, Kevin Love talking about this has taken away a lot of the stigma because a lot of guys that are that are macho guys, athletes and military, police, whatever, firefighters, uh, there was a, there was a stigma. And I think Kevin Love has has made it made it less stigmatized. I think I mean, probably in some areas it remains. DeMar DeRozan but, had a lot to do with it, too. Yeah, too. That's yeah, true. yeah um, he was one of those guys. But, I mean, get back to the point that Giannis was ready to walk away in 2020. Yeah, that's why. Top of the game, top of the world. Now, obviously, there was a lot going on in 2020. Yeah. A lot of people sure. dealt with in their own ways. But to yeah. hear him say he couldn't take it and wanted to walk away from the game, you're talking about someone at the top of his craft, right. at the top of the that sport. That would have been a shame. Um, Unbelievable. Do you, have you met Giannis at all? Yeah, yeah. Is he as likable as he yes. seems? Yes. Yes. Like, have it's you legit. ever met a superstar this nice? Um, I, I don't know. He's I mean, he's up there. It, yeah. And, and I'm certainly not close with him by any means. Sure. No, I've I had know. interactions with him. But do you know anybody that's close with him? Like, could, uh, like I'd yeah. love to know from these Bucks beat reporters. Our, our Bucks writers tight with him, I think. Yeah. And, like, and I'd like to know because he seems like the nicest guy. <laughs> I, I I think I told the story. Like, uh, a friend of mine, his son, and my son is friends with his son was in Greece this summer. Did I tell this story? I can't remember. I did? My I remember saying, it. Mike saying that. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe. I'll maybe tell it again for those who didn't hear it. My son, my friend, Mike, shout out to Mike. Um, he was in, he was, he's Greek and he took his family to Greece. They went to Greece for like six weeks over the summer. They have, they have two kids and my son is good friends with one of his sons. And one of his sons is a big Giannis fan and was wearing a Giannis jersey in Greece. And all of a sudden, the kid gets a tap on the shoulder. I remember you saying that, yep. 
And he's like, and it was Giannis. He's like, you're wearing my jersey. <laughs> Chatted with them, signed on. He went over to them. Yeah. It wasn't like they tracked him down right. and he was like, uh, right. whatever. Right. Like Giannis walked up to this kid and said, hey, That's you're wearing cool. my jersey. It, That's and really he cool. could not have been nicer. Yeah. On, on the opposite end of the spectrum, as we yeah. talk about mental health, there's, yeah. a, there's a... So there are people who, you know, need that outlet. There are people that need to talk to somebody and things like that. Yeah. But you know what I marvel at, though? It, because most of us are in a spectrum. Most of us are in the middle area where... Hey, we have our ups, we have our downs. Some days are better than the others. Some people need a little more time to talk through and work through the feelings, mm -hmm. right? And so we talk about Giannis and Kevin Love. But what Marvel's what, what I'm what I take a look at is the guys that are on the other end of the spectrum, like like the Kobe's, like the LeBrons. Like it's almost like the the level of singular focus that they can bring in, even though like Giannis is saying, I can't go nowhere. They're looking at me. They like I can't be myself. Like think about how tough that is. Like at the highest levels in that food chain, where LeBron will say, "Oh, I'm locked in. All I got to do is this." Kobe will be like, "Listen, I don't go to Allen Iverson." He Allen Iverson would tell him he would come in and they go out to. Eat. He said, "Listen, I'm about to go to the gym." He go to the eat. They go th that level of focus. <clears throat> I don't even know if that's healthy. I mean, they have bad days too. Yeah, I could tell you LeBron had a lot of bad days mm -hmm. and uh, you know, they just probably don't talk about it, which is fine. Just because you don't talk about it doesn't mean you're not handling it. Well, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Some people yeah, just handle it in their own. Some in people their own are way. about it. Some people are not. Yeah, but they yeah. I mean, they all they're all human at the end of the day. And but the one thing you said that struck me about like being out in public and, and people. I remember Kevin saying going back to Kevin saying like he'd be at dinner and would have to tell himself like this is before he really came out with some of the struggles about you're not doing anything wrong. Like, because people would just stare at him or they'd want to come up and, right, and, right, yeah. and, and he, and yeah. it, it made him uncomfortable. Yeah. And he'd be like, you have to take a breath and say, you're okay. You're not doing anything wrong. Like you're just eating dinner. Like it's okay. And just that process of, yeah. of just the uncomfortability that that brings sometimes to always be in the spotlight. I, I would talk to LeBron about it. But we were in the locker room, and I said, can you ever just go to a movie? Just take your kids to a movie and go be normal. He goes, no. That, that's, that, see, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I, so we were talking about it, like, different things. Like, <laughs> I said, I was just the dumbest take I've ever had. I told my brother, shout out to my brother Bryson. He says, uh, yeah, man, Janet Jackson, that's crazy. I'm like, man, somebody was like, yeah, she can't go do that. I'm like, what you mean? Janet Jackson could go through the mall, and he was like, no, she can't. No. And I was like, I thought about it, and I'm like, you're right. Like LeBron, he has to live in a zoo. Like he's from, he's not from Cleveland, but he couldn't just go to the grocery and, store. And here's the thing, though, there's no sympathy for that because everybody would say, well, I'd tr I'd give up that right. for the money. his life for the money. Yeah, yeah, for the money in his life. I do think there are pockets in and around Akron where he can like. Yeah. Run to the store and yeah. he's okay. Like he's more accepted and it's okay. And and I I should correct because I think he did take his kids to the movie. And I said like, can you do that? He's like, no. He said he said I do it anyway, but I can't. Like well, he could. He could run out the movie theater. Does he have security? Yeah. Does he have like security with oh, him all, all the time. time? All the time. Does his even a security detail on his kids and wife and everything like that? Yeah, uh, I I would imagine so. I don't know. You that. think they're with 
the security with his kids at school? I mean, he goes to not work. at school, probably. Right, right, yeah. But uh, but I'm I'm sure there are times where security is yeah, with yeah. them. I don't I don't want to speak on I, I'm yeah, not 100. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But LeBron's, with him, with him, LeBron's pretty unique. There and are plenty. There there are athletes that can go out in the bubble. While we're sort of on that yeah. topic, yeah. When when LeBron came back, the Cavs had to really beef up their security staff, right? Like yeah. they brought in a lot more. Yeah. And they really revamped the whole thing, and they brought in some former Secret Service agents, and. Kyrie, they were on the road, and somebody was driving by and called Kyrie over to the car, like, Kyrie, Kyrie, and Kyrie walked over. And, and remember, Kyrie was still a young guy when LeBron yeah, yeah, came yeah. back, and the, the security, like, grabbed him and said, don't ever do that again. Do never, don't ever just approach a car in the middle of the road. How did he handle that? You don't know where it's going to end. I think Kyrie said okay. Uh, yeah. I, and, and I think I think Kyrie, <laughs> he probably uh, he probably has a nice security detail on him now as well. Now times have changed. Yeah, yeah. Times basketball like, basketball yeah. players have it the toughest because yes. of their size. It's, you know, I mean, I guess if you're a little guard, maybe not, but but like a guy like LeBron, there's no way he's you not going to be recognized. You can't hide. You know, even Mike, you put even on a Mike hat. Trout can go out. Yes. Yes, Trout you know, can go out and I mean, hide. He can go out. Hat, hat and sunglasses, you're good. LeBron yeah, goes out. LeBron Although, go there are those commercials he's done of, for Blaze Pizza uh -huh. where, like, some people don't know who he is. He's Ron. He's Ron with Blaze Pizza. I've never seen those. Oh, you got to look him up. Uh, you don't think it's just fake? No, I think some of it's real. Uh, it, it's like, like some girls that don't pay attention to sports okay. and don't know who he is. But it's, it's, they're pretty funny. Jason could tell you, I think part of the reason LeBron went to L.A. was because in L.A., there are massive amounts of people who are already rich. They don't want anything from you. Their kids think that they're the coolest thing in the world. Yeah. Like if you go to kid with LeBron's kids, they're like, well, my dad's an actor. Well, my dad owns this. Yeah. Like it's not as crazy to be like, oh, when you see magic and then you see Kobe and you see stars all the time, it's like you can sort of live a, a little regular bit. life a, a little, little bit, bit, but yeah. not an actor. Stop. You know, honestly, maybe I'm crazy. You guys think I'm crazy. I'm thinking I thought for a second, like, who is the athlete in Cleveland of the current Cleveland athletes? And don't answer just yet because I want to tell you what I thought. Okay. And you might think I'm nuts, but um, I thought, like, who would stand out the most? And obviously, the most famous guy is probably Deshaun Watson. But he doesn't really, like, stand out looks-wise. He's not that big. Right. I feel like Jared Allen would be the most recognizable guy. He's got the big afro. He's extremely tall. Like, I feel like you can't – if you know – and in Cleveland – I would guarantee Cleveland has the highest percentage of people that at least have some interest in sports than almost, if not any other city in America. Percentage of people, obviously not total people. Uh, I bet Jared Allen would get recognized even more than Deshaun Watson. Am I crazy? Uh, I think it'd be Miles. I think it'd be Miles Garrett. Fair. Because That's fair. of how, and I th obviously there's more Browns fans than yes. Cavs fans. Now, the difference with football is a lot of times they got helmets on, so you don't really yeah, see right. their face. Miles would, but, yeah. But and Miles is huge. <coughs> Miles doesn't I don't think thing. Watson would get recognized all the time. Probably oh. not. It depends where he was. He could do the hat and sunglasses right. and get away you with get, it. Because he don't look like an athlete. Like, he, he looks like an athlete, but he doesn't look, his, his, his physical He doesn't look like LeBron and Jared Allen and Miles right. Garrett and some of right. those other guys. Yeah. Right, right, right. That, I, listen, that's a, that's a, I don't Jose know. Ramirez? Oh. I, if you ask. 99%. Stephen Kwan? Is there no. any guardian? Stephen no. Kwan could be sitting next to you, you at no. the, at, you know, a bookstore. And you're <laughs> the owner could drinking be, a coffee. You yeah. wouldn't know you it. You could be on the flight with the owner, the yeah. general manager, none of them. You wouldn't. You, um, Donovan Mitchell is recognizable. Um, but like I, he's not that big either. I mean, but they're, yeah. I don't know. I'm I, thinking, I'm going like the hat and sunglasses. Who can put on hat right, and sunglasses right, right. and get to the store? Donovan's not a thick guy. Like mobbed. 
What? Mike. Is he? He's th he's thick. Yeah, he's not tall, but he's right. I will he's say thick. this. This is kind of crazy. Yeah. If he played well in the first series, <laughs> everybody will know. Like, that's, think, that's like, the thing about Cleveland. Do the Cavs players go, like, you know, they, I know they go I out. Mean, Jared Allen walked through the freaking concourse during All-Star Weekend last year. I'm like, what yeah. are you doing? Yeah. Well, this is not a good idea. Like, you oh, just like, well, wait a second. Why, with well, you think somebody's going to, like, is somebody going to do something to nah, him? Nah, he got teased. He, you he, can't take players out the main entrance of the arena. Yeah. Like, it's there, just, he but has, what's gonna, just that they're going to get it's mobbed. It's just going to be a mob. And yeah, then, yeah. He has different energy. So, like, I learned this, right? Like, so you can either be a person that got decent and that's why the job ja Morant thing was so crazy to yeah. me like because he was moving how he was moving was moving like he's a street dude like you're a rapper like you do know rappers die every week like all of them even the most popular ones they die so it's the way you moving like you invite certain energy like you talk about you beating kids up you got guns and stuff and hopefully that's behind you but when you look at Jared Allen he said I, I dress corny. I got an afro. I'm a nice dude. He's in he's in that Giannis category. Obviously I'm not super of, nice guys. Yes. Ain't nobody just, messing with him. He ain't nobody who, gonna mess with him. He's he nice is dude. who he is. He's not going. And he's not changing. I mean, I, I've told this story. Delhi once I uh, cut me off to get a parking spot to walk <laughs> into uh, to went, go to that. Delhi got you. He got me, and he went because he had to go to that juice place right by the radio. Yeah, station. yeah. I've gone to that. And we had him. No, he didn't even see me. I was actually making a U-turn. I was making a U-turn to get into the spot. And yeah, he, just, he zipped right in. I don't even think he saw me. But it was funny because we had him on. We interviewed him like a couple days later, and I mentioned the story. And he's like, yeah, with his accent. I can't do his accent. Yeah, yeah. But he was talking about, yeah, I had to get my juice or whatever. But um, my mom he loved could, Dilly. He could, you know, I know. I mean, we all know the Brown. A lot of the Browns players, they're out. In the oh, house. yeah, yeah, yeah. They're yeah, at yeah. the clubs all yeah, the time, yeah, yeah, yeah. especially the guys in the like those guys in the secondary. They they don't stand out. Yeah, I, I used to see Jordan Clarkson all the time. Like he, I'm like, man, he just he be at these random like whole food stores like with some sweats on. Yeah. Now the only thing like I mean at that time nobody was paying attention in the Cavs. They had like Andre Drummond. I'm like, ain't nobody going down there. It, it was like, but I, some of the top the the top flight dudes is different with basketball players. Yeah. Basketball dudes, like they got name brand like like you can right. look. They're the most recognizable. Recognizable, unless it's somebody like Tom Brady or Peyton Manning. The only like, baseball player that probably can't walk around is Aaron Judge. Yeah. He he ain't walking. You, you can't. He just can't be randomly because he stands out. That's yeah. about it. Because I mean, Aaron else, Judge is the one guy. Because he, else. I mean, Aaron Judge looks like Miles Garrett eight? size wise. Yeah. He's six eight. I yeah, think. 60, yeah, he's crazy. Big. I mean, he's got to be like two eighty. He, he looks like a defensive lineman. Kind of along those lines. When we had All Star Weekend here yeah. for baseball a couple yeah. years ago, it was alarming. The media, like, I, so and and I get like the international press is far more involved in NBA than it is baseball. Yeah, but. Like if LeBron, Carmelo, Dwayne, any of those guys, yeah, would take the podium, you're it's 15 deep, yeah, to be able to, uh, you couldn't ask a question. You had to get there 25 minutes before they get to the podium yeah. just to get your spot, just to ask one question. It's the the media is so packed around their tables. Yeah. I could walk up to Trout's table, in the middle of the like, there's nobody there. It was just I don't like this is the best player in baseball. Well, because it's funny because basketball is all about the the stars. And baseball is all about the teams and the regions. Like it's a regional sport yeah. more. Yeah. You know, whereas it, it basketball is complete opposite. It was just it was fascinating yeah, to yeah. be part of an MLB all because I'd done a ton of NBA yeah, all star. Yeah. And you get like 
you get these people. LeBron, give a shout out to Germany. Yeah, your right. fans in Germany. Yeah, and LeBron, give a shout out to the Philippines. Say hello to your friends in the Philippines. Oh, oh listen, <clears throat> my wife. When I met her, she didn't. She didn't. Oh, that's right. She. she uh, <laughs> I just said the Philippines. Like, I don't she, even think my it. wife was like, she's like, I say, well, do what do you watch? They're like, we watch Manny Pacquiao, we watch LeBron James, <laughs> and we watch Curry. And I'm like, and, and Michael Jordan. And Michael Jackson, yeah. and I'm like, how do you know about LeBron James? They're like, oh, we watch, we watch all LeBron's games. I'm like, how? Like, I can't watch all LeBron's <laughs> games on, on the Bally's app. How you got it? <laughs> on the Bally's app? How you got the Bally's the app? Bally's the app is trash. <laughs> what are you talking about? But you know, it's not trash. Calling Racing. Awesome. I'd like to Go remind ahead. everybody that the 12 o'clock lunch hour of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show is brought to you by Calling Racing, the official NASCAR team of Northeast Ohio. And guys, we uh, can't. Ignore the Guardians losing to the Yankees last night. Since we're talking about Aaron Judge, I'd like to ignore them. The last I'd like two to ignore days, it, but unfortunately like we can't. We got to talk about this Yankee series. Let's get to it. My By mom, way, my mom called me last night. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> complaining yeah, about the Guardians, and, like at twelve o'clock. Yeah. I can't. They should. He, he was. I. The Yankees guy act like the, the Yankees. They, they act like they're the best thing moving. He he turned around and came back on the field. They should have kicked him out and called the cops. I said, Mom, what you talking about? <laughs> She was like, my dad comes up. She's yeah. talking about the Guardians. I said, okay, yeah. all right, mom. Yeah. Uh, once again, Jason's boy, Josh Naylor, failed against the lefty. Uh, <laughs> when will this end? When? Josh Zach, Bell's Zach's on my about 050. Zach's on my side in the Naylor. I know. I texted him about those things. Oh, I forgot to tell you this. He busted my balls about this. I said when when uh, I was sitting next to him. Oh, were you? Because I said he's full. Because I said Bull's obsessed with Tanner Biden. Right, I, and I said, and then you said I was. I said, wasn't well, me? I was joking. But no, I, I was. You were actually the one who suggested him first over yes. Gavin Williams to me. Yes. So then I became obsessed with Bibby. <laughs> after that, Bibby. I keep calling him Bibby. It looks like Bibby. It looks like Bibby. I've been watching. I've been sitting there on YouTube watching his pitches. I'm like, come yeah. on, bro. You ain't, you didn't watch these pro. You weren't watching big league pitches. Why I'm watching yeah. this guy? Because I want to see him. Yeah. Here. Well. If Peyton Battenfield and Hunter Gaddis he keep not being able Logan to make Allen it out of the... pitched well yesterday, too. Yeah, and, and Logan, in fairness, is probably ahead of Bybee. Uh, yeah. Zach has said that. So I should cut Bybee for my fantasy team? Is that no, what you're saying? No, keep him. I'd keep him. I think he's coming. And <laughs> Logan right. probably is ahead of him in, in terms of yeah. timing. But I, I think Bybee will be here this yeah. summer, certainly at the rate that things are going. I don't like to get bogged down in one or two games. Yeah, the, uh, the what's today? Thursday. The Tuesday game was awful. They got crushed. Yeah. They blew one late yesterday. But I will say... I, I I thought they needed another pitcher when the season started. Two. I certainly thought they needed another pitcher, and whether that's from the minors or whatever, when McKenzie got hurt. Yeah. Two. Now we're not going to see McKenzie till June. Savali's hurt. I don't trust Plesak. I'm with you there. I know he pitched you know pretty well yes, last start. Uh, Quantrill hasn't been great so far. We'll see. I mean I you know I'm not pushing him off, but he hasn't been great so far. Again, the Guardians smartly. Don't panic. They are the anti-king of knee-jerk. Yes. They are the king of anti-knee-jerk. Their knees never move. <laughs> they never knock. However, <laughs> they've and it's fine to be patient. Nobody's running away with the division. It's not a situation where you got a Tampa that's 12-0 in your division. So they're fine. However, it's probably going to be something they have to address in some meaningful way at some point this season. I said yesterday, I think it puts more pressure on Cal Quantrill. We know, we know what Bieber is. He right, can't. Right, he right. can't be any better. He yeah. is what he is. No. He's going to give you seven. He's going to save your bullpen that day for the most mm -hmm. part. This really puts a lot of pressure on Cal Quantrill because you know you're going to get into your depth when Battenfield and Gaddis are on the mound. Yeah. I don't know how sustainable this is that you can keep running those two guys out there. Yeah. 
But if Quantrill gets knocked around and gets out early, and we've talked before about he's a slow starter in, in terms of April and he gets off to slow starts, and, and they know that he has a track record now and they just that's just the way he is. He'll get better as the year goes on. But you, they're going to really burn through the, this, this bullpen right now. If, if he starts leaving games early, he really needs to get into the sixth at minimum, if not the seventh in his starts, because you can't trust – really three, four, and five right no. now at all. No. So that's where the concern is with me is, is that yeah. it really puts a lot of pressure on Calvary. No doubt. And I don't think it's because of this reason, but at the moment, I'm not panicking. Emmanuel Classe does not look quite right. No, he doesn't. His velocity is down. Yeah. Which now is it's building up. It's actually going up. But then, yeah. But it's not where it was, and he just doesn't, he just doesn't have the same command he had either. Last year, I think he'll get there. I think he'll be fine, but that's what we, we always talk about. This Jason, you never know from year to year with the bullpen. With relievers, and, and, you and, never and, know what those. And that De La Santos cat, I, I, he he scares me too. He's now on my list. Well, he's he's probably their fourth or fifth best yeah. reliever yeah. At, I, at best. It's it's telling to me that they extended Trevor Steffen and not James Karinchuk. Like that's that's right. That tells you something in terms yeah. of how they feel, trust level, and where they where the organization is at. That was really interesting to me. Yeah, I. I don't know. It's just me, man. Look, when you got guys up there throwing, you know, 90, low 90s, I can't trust that. Like, isn't that funny? Like, 20 years ago, low 90s would low would 90s. fine. Yeah. You got to Now be, it's like, you can't. You low can't. 90s. Low 92. You, you, that's you not better have to, done. You better have pinpoint command, yep. and you better have some other pitchers that move. Yeah. Because if you're throwing straight fastballs at 91, 92, you got no shot. And when they drafted, going back to Bybee, when they drafted Bybee, he yes. was a command 91, 92 guy. Right. He's now throwing 98. Yeah. That's what See, the Guardians did. that's why he got me watching YouTube videos. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> like, who, who gets velocity? Who just picks up? That's, that's like saying not, I, I ran a they four. They do that. It's amazing how I, they do that. I don't know how guys. they do it. I ran a 4-6. Now I run a 4-4-1. Four, four, yeah. How? Like it was always thought you couldn't do that. And they do it and, now with the number of guys. And now Gavin Williams is shoving in double-A. He'll probably be in triple-A sooner than yeah. later. So, it's – I say Bybee's ahead of him, and he is, yeah. but not by much. I mean – Obviously, some of this is they want them to get a little more yes. in the minors. But it's also they don't want to start their clock. Well, yes. that. But, I mean, look, yeah. they started Quan last year. They, they brought That's him true. up on day one and started him on day one. And, and Bybee's 24. So, you're really trying to worry about his, what, age 31 yeah. season? So, you, think yeah. that, so you don't think it's a non-factor? I mean, I think the bigger factor is the fact he's not on the 40-man. And they have such a hard time creating 40-man spots right now. I don't think he's on the 40-man. I need to check that. I don't think he's on the 40-man. He's man. not. And, so, and, and so, they have so, such a hard time. Explain, explain, right. they they move on. They explain moved on. that to novices. So, so, it's not like, you know, I keep saying 40. We're like, okay. 40, what the hell is All that? right. So, once a guy is in your minor league system a certain amount of years, you have to protect him. Okay, well, I can't remember the exact amount of years off the top of my head. Do you know it? Uh, no, four or five. I think it's, it depends if you came out of high school or college. It's a different amount of years. Okay. Eventually, let's say it's four years. I can't remember exactly, but at, once you're in the minors for a certain amount of years, we'll say four as an example. Don't hold us to that. If you're not placed on the 40-man roster, then you're eligible to be selected by another team in the, what's called the Rule 5 draft that they have in December <laughs> yeah. in the winter meetings. That's and another dope. team can steal him from you. Another That's team dope. can steal him. Now, the rule is if the other team takes him from you, 
You have they have to keep the hit that guy on their major league roster for a complete year. The active twenty five man. So there's a forty. Well, it could be on the injured list. He so, could be on the injured list. So so they could, but he got to play. He's he got to be play on the year. major league active roster or the disabled yeah, list yeah. for the entire year. Otherwise, he you have to, to offer him back. Team. Well, you have to offer him back. Right. right. Yeah. Uh, you you pay five hundred thousand to take a guy in the Rule Five draft. You get you offer two fifty. The team could refuse to take him back. Usually, the guys go back though. Okay. So. In, in the minor leagues, used to be you had a few hundred guys in your system. Now, they've cut it down to four minor league teams each. So, most teams have, I don't know, 120 guys in the minors, 130 at this point. I mean, it used to be like yeah. 200. Yeah. Now, it's probably like 120. But you can only have, four, four, you know, 40 guys on the roster. Now, many teams have at least a guy or two on their roster, if not four or five on their 40-man roster, that they can get rid of no problem. They're not that. They can create a spot. They can create a spot. The Guardians have no useless spots in their 40-man roster. Everybody on their 40-man roster is, is useful. If you take a guy off, if you bring Tanner Bibby, Tanner Bybee to the majors. Who got to go? Who is, so somebody on your 40-man roster, probably somebody in the minors right now. Richie Palacios, a catcher of some you'd sort. Have to, you'd have to either trade them. Uh, or cut them out. And th- the reason Nolan Jones and Will Benson are were gone this year is because of 40-man roster spots. And that's unfortunate because they're both... That was good prospects. Now, we don't know if either one's going to... And the Rockies actually just called up Nolan Jones yesterday. Will Benson started the season with the Reds, hasn't done well so far. And they traded him for prospects that they don't have to protect. That they don't have to the protect man. yet. And so that's the story when we talk about the The reason man. they moved on from Fran, though, so quickly last year was because they couldn't, they couldn't, like, they held on to Jake Bowers for years because mm-hmm. they were not in this crunch at the time. Right. Fran Mill was out like that. Owen Miller, another guy Owen that they Miller's traded to Milwaukee. One. Yeah. The, he wasn't good enough to keep a 40-man roster spot. They've, that, what that means is they've been great at drafting and developing. And they the have criticism a, they is have this logjam of prospects. Right. The criticism is that it's somewhere along the line, and you and I both thought it would happen this offseason. They would use some of that log jam of prospects to, to go get one. I thought it would happen last year. Certainly, but definitely this year. Yeah. We thought. I think we all thought Sean Murphy was going to be the guy, a catcher, whatever. That's why I've been screaming for Brian Reynolds. Trade three of four. Oh, oh yeah. That's so. Not only if you make a move like that, it also opens up forty man roster spots. They got I mean, they, if you traded, if you traded for a Brian Reynolds, well now you have at least two forty man roster spots that you could use because he's going to take one of them. You're trading at least three guys on the 40-man roster probably. And now you have a spot to call up Tanner Bybee or whatever. So that's why a Peyton Battlefield, who's already on the 40-man roster, or a Hunter Gaddis, who's already on the 40-man roster, are more likely to get called up at this point because you don't have to get – you don't have to move move on from somebody. I got you. So that baseball segment was sponsored by Flair Baseball Cards. (laughs) Flair. Flair. Yeah, Flair. Flair, Flair, whatever. Rick Flair. Go ahead, Dan. Well, it's actually colleague racing. But speaking of baseball, <laughs> Great Lakes Co- uh, Collectors Convention is this weekend, guys. And you, Bull, Mike, and G, you guys are going to be there Sunday. See what correct? I did? Yeah. I'm going to be there. Are you oh, going? Are you going? You come back in. I'm are you coming at the same there. time as us? You tell me what time you're going to be there. And We're going to be there 11 o'clock on Sunday. Oh, well, yeah. that might be a problem. All right, I'll try. <laughs> I'll try. Yeah, the Great Lakes Con- Collector Convention presented by Greeny Sports Card takes over the Fieldhouse in Independence, Ohio, April 14th through 16th where passions of sports fan, collectors, and sports talk enthusiasts collide. 50,000 square feet of baseball bliss, hundreds of display cards, card shop, live theater with interactive appearances from the region's most notable sports media, like us. Great cards, great location, great show. Tickets on sale now at greenysports.com. 
by the way, I sent a text to the whole group yesterday saying, I need help with my Little League team. I need someone to pitch in a couple of practices. And none of you responded. Well, I wanted to talk to you in person about this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I could throw a strike, but I'm down to help. You I, can hit a couple kids. It's fine. I, I do it all the time. That's fine. I do it all the time. Honestly, I appreciate that you're willing to help. And if you want to come down and help, that's fine. But I really, I'm like, last year I had a bunch of parents that were like played baseball. I got two guys that are willing to help. They're, they're not as experienced with, with baseball on their own. So it's just the luck of the draw with the kids. Yeah. I got a good bunch of kids, but the first two practice, the first two practices where I've done batting practice so far, I must have thrown 300 pitches. <laughs> Bulls on a pitch count. And, like, uh-uh. <laughs> and I'm hitting the ball, you know, and my body's not used to this. I'm out of shape and my body's not used to it because it's for, my body's been killing me this yeah. week. Yeah. My lower back's been, I, even with my weight, I rarely have back problems, believe it or not. But my lower back is killing me, killing me because yeah. I'm hitting. Uh, we do a hit club in the, in the summer. Yeah. Uh, every Sunday afternoon, we do hit club. Yeah. And I throw probably 500 pitches yeah. every Sunday. Is your arm dead? It, by the end of July, I yeah. can't put the odor on. Yeah. Like, it's so bad. I think, that's why my, I think that's why my shoulder was hard to pick yeah, up to. That, now yeah, that's that, it. That was it. So was it's pretty- really just like once we start the season in May, we only practice once a week. Once a se- and that's fine. But right now we're practicing. Once spring break is over, and spring break for, for Rocky River is this week. So once spring break is over, I'm doing three or four practices a week for the next three weeks. So I can't throw, I can't pitch every day. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I, I'm getting close to having the kids that I'm going to have as pitchers. I'm in a real weird spot here. My son, okay, everybody's met Aaron. He has the strongest arm of any kid on my team. Wow. He is, has a cannon. But he has no idea where it's going. There's no clue where <laughs> it's going. Like, I, so, and now he isn't even, he doesn't even really ask me to pitch. Right now, I got him playing a lot of third base because he's the, like the only kid that can reach first base with a throw. I got one other kid, but he's going to be one of my pitchers. Um, so he's like overthrowing the first. Like, I'm telling you, nine and 10 year old, most of the third baseman can't reach first. My son is overthrowing the wow. first baseman. He's throwing really hard, way harder than I ever threw as a kid. I, I played first base. I did not have a good arm, uh, but I could throw. I could throw accurately. I was. I could throw that three six three double play. You're a command guy. Way. Command. No, guy. I couldn't pitch though. I pitched once, walked the bases loaded, gave three straight doubles in my <laughs> in my little league career. And I said, and my dad was the coach, and I never wanted to pitch. And he was like, we need, we need somebody. Yeah. I, he's like, I know you can throw strikes. And then I was so I'd never pitched before. Anyway, not the point. But I don't know. Like I'm like. I, and I, my son's been working out at T3 out in Avon. Yep, yep, yep. Great coaches. Shout out to Bob out there. Shout out to Nick. But I haven't had him do any pitching yet. But I'm like, throw so hard. I think I might have to try him there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but he has, I mean, his. He's definitely going to ear hole. There's no command. Oh my God. <laughs> I used to, and my son's the type of kid, if he hits somebody, he'd he'll cry. Terrible. He'd be <laughs> I, really sad. Yeah. I, I, well, my dad, he used, to, he used to pitch. And yeah. then he was our coach. And then. Yeah. Prior to high school and like in traveling ball, he used to bring me in and he would be like, look, yeah, we can't bring you in as a reliever, bro, because yeah. uh, you just you, you you we can't be having dudes get walked on. And I'm like, oh. so I used to hit oh, a so bat. You can't pitch either. Uh, I had no command. I can we get throw- your dad to come pitch to my kids? Can, uh, actually, can he, oh, he, can he still do it. He mm, could he. 
That would he be probably awesome. could. He needed another hip replacement. He didn't have a knee replacement and a hip uh, replacement. Get I another can't one. ask him to, to come through a batting practice. So, got a hip replacement. So here's the thing: if yeah. I do batting practice, I really might hit one of them kids. Yeah, like literally. Well, gee, you're welcome to come, Mike. I would love for you to come, Anthony. Come I, on down. I could probably help. I'll have to Jason, look at Jason again. I, I, just the next. I, I texted you guys. I'll bring the schedule. AJ. I'll yeah, bring I'll AJ. Be a bat boy. Can AJ pitch? Care. He's never pitched. Oh. Oh. <laughs> but this is a good time to try. Yeah. I really wanted to scrimmage. I mean, yeah. I don't even know my team yet. Yeah, I want to scrimmage. Kids older. Your kids are older. Though. Yeah, it would, it would not go But it well. might be a good experience for my kids to face older kids. That I would. Know. I would happily bring my kids, but they might pummel you guys. Uh, that's old. fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, how, what time and I'm going to tell them no mercy. I haven't, even, I haven't even had, like, because of spring break, our first practice, was it rained, and then it was spring break. So there's one kid on my team I haven't even seen yet. I, I actually had this kid in Pee Wee League a few years ago. I think yeah. he's pretty good. And then a couple of other kids I've only seen one time. Yeah. So maybe we should do. We'll let's see. bring the cameras. We'll take my team against your team. Yeah. I won't throw our top guys. I mean that's unfair. But I won't throw our top I'm guys. Two years, uh, at, like you, my kids are third and fourth. Yours are fifth and sixth. I that's know. a huge difference. But I did a full. I did a fall ball league yeah. where we did kind of like 10, 11, and twelve yeah. years old just in the fall, and they all played together. Well, I'm playing on your yeah, we'll put some of the adults on the younger team. You know, and, I'd have to get permission know, from all these parents. Like, the, yes, here, here's the great thing about it. You can say, yeah. look, guys, we're going to play this team. These guys, kids are older. But look, we're just doing it. We're doing it to get better. When we play teams our age, we're going to look back. Kind of reminds me of, um, remember the movie Necessary Roughness with Scott Bakula? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when they played the prison team? Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I always scrimmaged a That's, year older than me. Yes, yeah. It could be soccer, so. I our, think our, our, top kid, our top kids throw smoke. So yeah, I won't, we can't have. Them. I won't throw our top kids, yeah, yeah, yeah. but we'll throw our. I don't want any of my kids getting hurt. Nah. I think it's fun. I think we should do it. Yeah. All if right, you we'll get permission from the parents, we'll talk about it off. Speaking parents, you do guys it. Have any final takes? Today? Parents, do it. You got a final take? No. Mm-hmm. We haven't done final takes in six months. We've I told really you haven't. on the call this morning to have a final take ready. Jason. Yeah, but I wasn't listening to the call. Final takes I have, have been listed on our rundown. Want. Almost every day, right? And yet we never do them. This anymore. is true. We, we, so it's reasonable to believe we wouldn't actually get to we, it. Today. We we actually have mastered the art of doing final takes in every segment. Like we literally <laughs> do final true. takes. Like yeah. as we talk, we just throw it out there. And be like, yeah, that was a final take. We don't just got to label it. But yeah, man. Couple things. All right, here we go. Kudos to the Tampa Bay Rays to be twelve and zero. Yeah. Now listen, they have had the easiest of easy schedules. But Boston, but twelve and 0 is twelve and zero. And Boston's getting, Boston's decent. Yeah. The other the other games were against Oakland, the Nationals, and the Nationals. And nine of the twelve games they've won are at home. However, they're still to doing win twelve it. in a row. The longest winning streak ever to start the season was. Um, is it only thirteen? See, I remember the Tigers getting off to just an obnoxious thirty-five like, and five. Yes. Nineteen eighty-four Tigers with thirty-five Thank and five. Thank you. Yeah. That's that was crazy. the greatest baseball team I've ever and they, seen. Did they win the World Series that year? They did. They beat the Padres, and I'm still bitter about 84? that. 84? 84. It was 84. 84. Uh, I'm still bitter about that because I knew the Tigers were going to win the World Series, but the, they should. the Cubs had the best team in the National League that year. All right? That was when it was still best of five in the championship series. And the Cubs had the better record than the Padres. Tigers beat the Padres in the World Series. This is unbelievable if you think about this. If, if this happened now with social media, this would be crazy. In 1984, for those who don't know, if you're young, you won't know this. The Cubs did not have lights in Wrigley Field. Yeah. Okay? The, I think they got the lights at 88 or 89. I can't remember Hell, exactly. OSU didn't have – Oh, State didn't have lights until, yeah, but like, for baseball, But in baseball, it was unheard – But you could – Baseball was unheard yeah. of not to have lights. Yeah. The Cubs were the only team. In 84, the Cubs made the playoffs for the first time 
since losing the 1945 World Series. So almost 40 years since they've been in the playoffs. First time in my lifetime. I'm 13 years old. Okay, Cubs had a great team that year. They traded. Remember the big trade they made with the Indians that year in 84? Uh, Joe Carter, Mel Hall. Who did the Cubs get that won the Cy Young for the Cubs? Burt Blylevin. No. Sutcliffe. Sutcliffe. Yeah. That's right. Went 16-1 with the Cubs. And Hassey? Was Ron Hassey in that? Ron Hassey was in that trade. Um, wow. It was, yeah. So, 19, anyway. 1988 is the first game. It's the first year. I yeah, wasn't right even up. listening to you. I was responding to my wife on a text, and I still pulled that you off. You still pulled off. Nice job. So, okay. So, when the NLCS was about to start, the, national, the Cubs were supposed to have home field advantage because they had the better record. The league decided to give the Padres home field advantage because they wanted more games at night and the Cubs couldn't play a night game. Oh, wow. Can you imagine if that happened now, something oh. like that? All hell would have broken Scandal. Loose. So instead of playing the first two in San Diego and then three in Chicago, it was the first two in Chicago, last three in San Diego. Cubs won the two games in Chicago. Rick Suckliff, in fact, hit a home run, I believe, in game one of that 84 in LCS. Wow. They won big. Of course, they lost three in a row in San Diego, including two years before the ball went through Bill Buckner's legs in 86. Wow. The ball went through Leon Durham's legs, who was... Nobody ever talks about that one. Leon Durham, nicknamed the Bull. I played first base. That's where I got my nickname. Uh, I never knew that. Yeah. I never knew that. I, can't, I, I was can't. a big kid. I played first base. I was a Cubs fan. The Cubs first baseman was Leon Dol- Durham. They called you me Bull. Bull. Yeah. 2011, that's crazy. I thought it was yeah. earlier than that. Tw- Michigan, what, what was 2011? Oh. Mich- Michigan had, didn't have a night game until 2011. Really? First night game in the big house. 2011. It took, from, it took me coming to Cleveland for that to happen. That's crazy, right? See, that's Tyvis. Shout out to Tyvis. Well, <laughs> that was it. Was one of his comments. That's crazy. Really? 2011. 2011. And I think they played Notre Dame. It's nuts. Oh my God! You can't be tweeting me this. Who's that? texting me this? We can't say this guy's name on the air. You can't. He's gonna get some. He's he, how are we supposed to mention this guy's name on the air? We're never gonna be able to say you, his you name. Not, you can't look. You can't. I saw that weird text and I, I don't how like so. This is real. Like I just got that. Like so, my brother sent me that and he says and the commanders got sold. to who? Who? Who bought the commanders? Magic Johnson and Josh Harris. Josh partner is David Blitzer in a lot of those deals. The minority. Owner of the ca- of the Guardians. Ma- I wonder if Blitzer somehow. And so Magic is, part is a, a part of that group. Is he like the number two owner there? Exclusive Dan Snyder agreement. That, that's good for the league, Dan Snyder. But I, I wonder if secretly now, Jason. The interesting thing about this and G, is that now uh, Jimmy's got to be pissed because now there's no longer a debate who's the, the worst owner in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> the only guy you could have argued worse than Jimmy just sold the team, uh, and the new owners you got to give them you got they they take just they're not even on the list. Well, you put, hold on. Well, we, well, who else can we consider? Who else could be worse? You can't say Al Davis. People used to say Mike Brown. I mean, Jay, Mike Brown's got his flaws. Jerry but there's Jones? no way you can say he's a worse owner. As bad as Jerry is, he's not worse than no. Not, Jerry's no. not. Jerry, I mean, and I think the I think Al uh, Mar, uh, Mark Davis, Mark Davis, might be in the conversation. But I think right now, until proven otherwise, Jimmy's the worst owner. And since the Bengals is good, they got Mike Brown all the way off the hot yeah, seat. Yeah, I think different people would argue what makes a bad owner. True. Uh, it's a hard conversation to have at twelve fifty-seven. Right. But I, I mean, Jimmy's in the conversation. For in, sure. in a way, Mike Brown is kind of like a poor man's Dolan. 
Here, here's the messed up part about this. If Jimmy Haslam, it's a stretch. Wins, if Jimmy Haslam wins a Super Bowl, I don't think people. I don't think y'all will still give him credit. Give, what what I gotta give him credit for? <laughs> it's the pinnacle of I, all I of know, all sports. to hoist the Lombardi Trophy. I would give him somewhat. Like I think Dan Gilbert's a shitty owner. But I give him a little bit of credit for winning the championship. Dan spending wrote the, the money. Dan spent the he money. Said, wrote the now, now look, if you if Deshaun Watson is good, it would be a similar compliment to Jimmy. Of yes. he wrote the checks and he right. paid the money to bring. So see, look, I told you, here. I told you, but, uh, they not gonna give him no but credit. But the way you said it made it seem like he's already deserves. Some no, no, credit no. But here, but if 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 his biggest yeah. move is Deshaun Watson and he paid off. He took a gamble. And I would on, give him credit for he that. He took a yes. gamble on something that nobody would do. I would give him credit for that. Yes. You would give him credit for that. And the only reason Dan Gilbert is not lower in the owner rankings is because they did win a championship. The reason owner. I think Jimmy could escape the worst owner type argument is because he will do whatever it takes to win. He will spend yeah. any amount of money. But it if, takes you, to if win. you do that Except and do that it route. wrong all the time, that's not good enough. Well, yeah, but there are uh, there are other GMs who would rather yeah, work with you. an owner who spends than an owner who won't. I We're out we'll, of time. Check us out on Overtime. We'll we are going to say some of the craziest crap you've ever heard in your life. Coming up on Overtime. We've already, listen, we, <laughs> how many topics do we have today? <laughs>